Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Pro Wrestling Defined. I'm your host, Jonathan O'Dwyer. And please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to keep up with all future content for interviews with current stars and legends of the business like the man we have on the show today, the only man to hold both WWE World Heavyweight uh, Championship, AAA, CMLL and TNA World Heavyweight Championships and the only man to win the Royal Rumble Money in the Bank and Cash in Money in the Bank to win the WWE Championship in the same year. The one and only Alberto Al Patron. How are you doing today, my friend? What's going on, my brother? All good, all good. Uh, just waking up. I'm sorry. Yes, I know it's almost <laughs> it's almost noon here in uh, in Central Time in America. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> all good, my man. All good. But uh, so, uh, how, how you been doing since uh, last time we talked? You've had a lot of big shows. We had the Triple Threat with Andrade and Carlito, and uh, lots of other stuff uh, coming up with Robles, uh, Patron uh, promotions. Uh, how's everything going at the moment, man? Every, everything is going fantastic. Um, <clears throat> um, we had uh, HR Mexico and McAllen. Uh, we had a really good response from the from the crowd, from the audience. Um, yes, unfortunately, we didn't pack the place the way we wanted. Uh, it's a big building for 8,000 people. But, you know, for our first show and and, and with, uh, with with WWE all over Texas and selling their tickets with all, all of their superstars, we did pretty good. From those 8,000 tickets, um, we had over 6,000 people attending. And uh, it was around that number, pretty good. Um it's funny to see how how some people, um, supporters from other companies, wanted to 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 talk to to trash talk about uh, about the way we did the show and about the matches and everything. And it's it's so funny just just to see or hear that um, that people some people don't understand that we just we're not competing against against anybody. They were. Saying stuff like "Oh, you you guys are too far from AEW and Impact and WWE," and I was like, "Duh, yes, we are. We just starting. <laughs> we don't even have a we don't even have a TV contract, and we're not aiming for a TV contract in the states. We already have one in in Mexico, um, which is a place where we have our major market. But but since we live in America." We, we, we like to run shows here because it's easier for us. But uh, the matches, all of the matches, all of the matches in Nature in Mexico and McAllen were, were fantastic. I was like, because uh, everybody knows this, I'm a fan of pro wrestling. I have always been. So I was there, yes, moving, controlling, and, 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 and uh, fixing everything that day, but also watching all the matches. And, um, you know, the little guys, Mascarita Sagrada, and uh, a little Parquita, they they put up a match for the for the fans in McAllen in an amazing way. And uh, the triple threat, it was uh, off the hook, brother. Like uh, I want to say it again, thank you, thank you, Perros, <laughs> thank you, Andrade, thank you, Carlito. You guys gave me a hell of a match. Like you know, sometimes um, people talks about how the main events are not the best matches of the night. And I'm not saying that we were the best match of the night, but I know the audience went, <clears throat> went back home saying thank you because that's what they said to us at the end of the match. They all said it. Thank you so much for, for, for coming and putting, a, putting up a show like that, a match like that, not being lazy just because you guys are 
um, are former WWE wrestlers and you didn't do it like some other people or some other companies where they just come and they don't give us what we, what we, for, for what we pay. Sure. And uh, this weekend, uh, it's uh, a pretty uh, momentous one. It's uh, like, it just dawned on me yesterday, like what timing, the 10th anniversary of the night you uh, cashed in money in the bank at SummerSlam 2011. I mean, my memory is terrible, but that is one moment that's absolutely etched in my brain. Like I remember watching with my friend and like, at first you kind of had a double whammy of a shocker. You had Kevin Nash coming out doing the power bomb on punk first yeah. like and then then you come out and cash it in and like what what a what an amazing moment and all and that in your first year then as well like you know it was uh, an absolutely momentous uh uh rise to the top you had within the first year talk about uh that, that moment that day even like you know uh, finding out that uh, that that was going to happen and how did the that moment feel well if you if you say that you have a terrible memory brother like but mine is like worse than yours brother because i didn't even know that uh today it's been uh 10 years of that see yeah. till till you till till you told me uh till you texted me this um um, um on on my phone i was like oh my god yes tomorrow that's fantastic yes uh, I remember that, and I was telling my friends, my family, hey, do you know that tomorrow is going to be 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> like acting like I remember everything, but I don't. <laughs> uh, uh, it was a fantastic moment, brother. But, you know, as any, like, like, as any, anything else in WWE, I didn't know that that was going to happen till it happened. Like, there was moments where, where they were telling me, oh, okay, you're, you're cashing in that money in the bank next week, and then next week never happened. And then there was a time, I remember a time when, when, um, when just, I was, I was, I was uh, about to jump in the shower, and they came running to the locker room, and they were like, change, change right now, because they want to, they want you, they want you to, they want you to do it right now. And there, there I was, you know, changing, putting my boots on and everything, getting, getting to gorilla position. And then they were like, oh, um, no, no, um, we're not doing it today. I don't know if they're messing, messing with me or, if, uh, or, or messing with me or not. I know a lot of things change in WWE. That's the way it is. That's, you know, they have a lot of uh, creative people, um, uh, doing the magic for the fans and I know things and everybody knows things change by the minute but uh the day when it happened um it was it was the same the same the same thing we were in LA and uh and I was um I was in the locker room already still with my wrestling gear and everything but they were like hey hey come here come here like you're you're doing it today you're doing it tonight and uh, uh here in LA at the Staples Center and it was it was amazing, you know, with all, all of the Latinos, all the Mexicans in Los Angeles. My uncle Mil Mascaras was there, which I wanna I wanna clarify to all of the fans. I love my my uncle Mil Mascaras to death. I love him to death, uh, but he's he's a little bit difficult sometimes. So so that's why I sometimes I have to go out there and tell people, explain people stuff. But that doesn't mean I hate my uncle Mil Mascaras. He like just, and I'm saying this because there, there's been a lot of people. There has been a lot of people telling telling me or 
or communicating on social media, asking me why I hate my uncle or if or if I'm, I'm I have some uh, some animosity against him, and I don't. I love my uncle. We're it, we're blood and uh, we're family. I love him to death, but sometimes he's a little bit difficult. He's an eighty-five-year-old man with his own ideas and with his ego and with his things things in his head and. Sometimes it's difficult, and sometimes he affects the the interest of the family or of, of my business. Like like in Nacho in Mexico, he was supposed to be there signing autographs for the fans and stuff. He called us. He was the one calling us, calling my dad and saying, which which when it happened, I was I was in love with my uncle. I was like seriously. Wow, thank you, Uncle. I was so happy because he called my dad and said, Hey, um, I'm going to be there. Do you guys want me to be there? Uh, and my dad was like, Really? Do you you want to help the family? And my and my uncle was like, Yes, yeah, you know, we're family. And uh, <clears throat> I know uh, I know last year was uh, really difficult for everybody. And I wanna I wanna I want you to tell Alberto or Pepin, he calls me Pepin, little Pepe, you know, my dad. Uh, my dad is Pepe, little Pepe, Pepin. Tell Pepin that I want to support the family and he doesn't even have to, to be worried about the money. We're family. He doesn't even have to pay me. And I was like, wow, thank you. And I, I called him. I called him and I was like, uncle, damn it. That's amazing. Thank you so much. You're going you're gonna to help us a lot with the, with the show and blah, 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 blah. And then Three days, four days before the show, he called my dad and he threw a BS story about going to the Olympic Games with <laughs> with the with the national Mexican national team, and he even told my dad that he was going to be carrying the flag and stuff. And I was like, when my dad called me, I was like, Dad, you know that's just bullshit. I have to say <laughs> that that's just bullshit, Dad. We, yeah. um, I mean, we don't. We God knows why. Why he decided not to go to the show? Maybe because he's an 80, 85 year old man. He was scared of flying, and with all with with this COVID thing all over the world, and us knowing that uh, the, we're losing, we're losing the elders, and maybe he got scared. Uh, I don't know, but it would have been better if he would have called me and say, "Hey, you know what." Now the, the 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 now it's red lights in Texas because of COVID. I don't want to go, and you know I would have understand and uh, and I but I would have been able to tell something to the people to the fans because there was so many fans waiting for me in mascaras, and that didn't happen. But uh, it, it was not our fault. It was not Fernando Robles or 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 my fault. He decided not to go and. And then even worse, days later, he posted a video saying that he was not supposed to be there and blah, 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 instead of just telling the fans the truth. But whatever it is, uh, there it is. I don't hate my uncle. I love my uncle. Uncle, I love you. I hope next time you don't throw a BS story about going to the Olympic Games and then you just tell the fans, hey, I didn't want to go. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to that day, in LA, it was amazing. He was there. My uncle was there with my with my cousins and his wife. My dad was there too, and it was just you know, the that day where that little boy from San Luis Potosi one day 
uh, that little boy from San Luis Potosí playing or wrestling in his uh, parents' uh, bedroom bed, pretending to be champion, wearing the Dos Caras mask. That day, um, my dream came true, and uh, and I became the WWE champion. And I have like I like I like. And some people get mad when I say this, but that, that's the reality of things. You cannot you cannot go higher than that. WWE is the NBA, the NFL, the Premier League of pro wrestling. And I'm not putting any of the other companies down, but that's the way it is. Definitely. And uh, and on the night, it was um, it was Punk that you took the title from. And uh, like the wrestling world is a buzz at the moment now at the prospect of him coming back for uh, for AEW. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you think we'll uh, we'll see him on uh, Friday night? Uh, uh, it's um, when I heard the news, the rumors about Punk uh, making a comeback, uh, it gave, gave me gave me joy. I was so happy to hear that because he is one of the best wrestlers in the world, a fantastic guy, a fantastic person, like someone that since day number one he became my friend. He was always helping me. We had amazing matches all over the world. Like, actually, one of my top three is uh, with CM Punk in Japan. It was a live event. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone someone has it in uh, in their phone or someone recorded it. And seriously, it was a hell of a match. Like, like amazing. Like, you know how, so, how sometimes the Japanese crowd, the Japanese fans are a little bit quiet. Yeah. And, on this one, and this one, they went nuts. It was like being in Mexico, but in Japan, like like the, the the noise, like we couldn't even hear each other because they were so loud that we couldn't like we couldn't like um, communicate in the right way. But we just so so we just decided to wrestle, you know, just do our stuff and let's have fun. And we gave them one of the best matches. That they're, they're, that they they ever they they ever seen, and um, and I'm happy. I'm happy if he's real that it's um, gonna uh, wrestle again. It doesn't matter where he goes. WWE, AEW, they they gonna win. I mean the companies and the fans. We all we're gonna we're gonna win with with CM Punk in the ring again. <clears throat> Definitely. And uh, going back, <clears throat> going backwards uh, to the start of your WWE run and uh, the Alberto Del Rio vignettes, um, was Vin uh, did Vince direct those? Um, uh, how hands-on was he with, uh, with your character and what was your relationship like uh, with Vince? <clears throat> it was fantastic. Like, I was, uh, it was fantastic. He was, uh, it was a, 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 for me, for a, for a guy from San Luis Potosí, from Lucha Libre, where, I mean, the, the business in Mexico or anywhere else, uh, outside WWE, it's, it's night and day. The difference, the, diff the difference between doing Mexican Lucha Libre or indie shows and being in WWE is night and, night and day. Yeah. I'm not talking about the quality of the matches or the performers. I'm just talking about the infrastructure of the company. Um, yeah. It's, again, it's the NBA, the Premier League of Pro Wrestling. So being there and uh, 
And suddenly, from uh, passing, from or moving, from driving a car from town to town, uh, three hours, four hours after the shows, to to have the opportunity to be in in his plane, in his plane, flying in that wow, uh, <laughs> amazing plane. Like just 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 listen to this, um, amigos. <clears throat> a plane, not not. Okay, let me let me get my car and drive uh, from San Antonio to Dallas. No, I'm gonna get my plane, <laughs> <laughs> and not just not just a plane, not just the, the plane. Uh, what was in the plane, like all the luxury, and you could you could order. They they, they handed you a menu, like what do you want? Sushi, steak. And I was like, this is amazing, you know. So for me, <clears throat> everything was. Like living, living the dream, um, being being there with him, uh, learning from him, and not just about wrestling or the things he wanted from Alberto del Rio. Uh, learning in general about life, about about things that you have to do. Sharing stories about his dad, my dad, and um, you know, I remember him once asking me why was I. Uh, why I was um, so stubborn. Like, he was like, why you're so stubborn? I've seen you. You never bring your head down. And uh, you could, if, if, uh, if, uh, if they close the door, you, you don't try to open it. You, you kick the door down. And I'm like, yes, of course, sir. We come from a different place. Um, we come from Mexico. That's a place where you have to fight to survive since you're a little kid. And if you don't fight, uh, you don't go anywhere. And uh, that gives you a different perspective of life. Uh, it, it, it makes you uh, fight from underneath and earn, really understand. It makes you understand the real meaning of earning things. You know, I, I've heard it so many times from, from so many people in different, in different companies during their promos. Respect is earn is not given and now me being in the back just thinking that's why nobody believes your promos because you don't know what that is motherfucker <laughs> you, haven't, yeah. you haven't learned anything you haven't really you haven't been hungry you haven't been hungry like 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 us like me like when i was growing up and i wanted to be somebody and being hungry and making um making 800 pesos per wrestling match, uh, $35 per wrestling match after being in a bus ride for 24 hours uh, and then fighting in Japan in MMA just because I was hungry. Not because I really, really, really wanted to be an MMA fighter. No, they said $10,000 to fight a Japanese champion. Fuck it, $10,000. I, I, if you want me to drive <laughs> for $10,000, I'll do it. Uh, I was doing um, how much it was in uh, in dollars per month, <clears throat> 100, 300, or 600 dollars. Uh, I was doing like 150, like like 500 dollars per month. That was it. Uh, and but you know, wrestling three times wow. a week and uh, bus rides for for 10, 12, 24 hours. So when they said 20, 10 thousand dollars for me. For me, I was a rich man after after that MMA fight. So, um, 
So it's different, you know, sharing and, and us, uh, me being able to be in front of that billionaire um, and, 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 and having that billionaire, that successful man, uh, hearing my stories and, and, and at least for that moment, um, I was at his level, you know? Um, yeah. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. He always had time for me and I always going to be thankful. And I'm going to, I have to say it again. Uh, I'm sorry for, for, for those bad years. And when I was uh, uh, battling my depression after my, my divorce, I know I said a lot of stuff, never against Vince, never, never. Because till this day, I have always been and I will always be uh, saying thank you, God, for, for, for giving me the opportunity of, of um, meeting uh, Vince McMahon and having the opportunity of working for him. But, you know, for the rest of the family, uh, specifically to, to Paul, to Triple H, you know, I said a lot of stuff just because... I didn't know. I uh, I had no idea about uh, the way you're 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 supposed to run the wrestling business, and it took me years and years to understand that there's nothing personal in wrestling. It's just business, nothing personal. <clears throat> so it was fantastic to be um, spending time with with people like them. Um, when was actually the the last time you had any contact with Vince? Oh, it's been years. It's been years. Um, in, the, in, in WWE, that's the way things work. Like, um, once you leave the company, nobody talks to you. Nobody. Nobody. Like, like it doesn't matter if, if you and, uh, like, like me, like, like, like Scott Armstrong. Hey, what's up, old man? What's, what's going on? Uh, Scott Armstrong. He's, like, he's one of my dearest friends. Like we share so many hours, days on the road and like, like helping each other and sharing stories and having great times together. But, you know, we haven't talked since, since I left WWE, but you know, he knows I love him. He, I know he loves me, but um, um, we haven't talked since, since I left. We had some communication uh, on, on, on Twitter, like, like, two months ago and stuff, but just on Twitter, because I know how that company works. Uh, once you leave, you leave. And I, I'm not saying that this is what they do, but I think that's what they do. They tell people not to contact the outsiders. I think, I'm not saying that that's a proven fact. I just, that's what I think, or, or it's just them not wanting to contact the ones that uh, decided to leave the company, uh, fearing any any beef with the company or heat, as we say in the in the pro wrestling business. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, that's that's why I haven't talked to Vince in, in quite some time. I would I would love to do it again. I know or I think it will happen eventually. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Once once uh, the the gray the the gray the black clouds are completely gone. Um, I know, I know we will have um, communication again. They know, they understand. They've seen it in the business. They, they, they have given second, third opportunities. They know we all, we're, we're human and <clears throat> we make mistakes. We learn from those mistakes and, and we move forward. And I mean, 
the 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 fighters, the winners, like like your humble server Alberto del Rio. Uh, we we move forward. We learn from our mistakes, and we 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 grow. We grow as person, uh, as persons, as individuals, as as professionals. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, like you've done pretty much everything that there is to do in the business. Like we, like I mentioned at the start, WWE champion, World Heavyweight Champion, CMLL, AAA, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, WrestleMania, uh, World Title matches, and everything. Um, do you really want um, another run eventually in WWE to kind of round off your career? Are you content kind of with your body of work as a performer and you kind of want to now focus on uh, promoting and that type of thing and still doing so, uh, some matches and stuff uh, more so for the enjoyment of it rather than any kind of goal uh, that, that you have set <laughs> that you have said, or do you really want that last run in WWE or AEW even? Would you be open to working with them? Yeah, no, no, I, I do. I do. I'm not going to BS anybody. Mm. Uh, I want to I I have another run in a, in a major company. <clears throat> uh, I keep saying WWE because, again, uh, there was years where... where where uh, those years were not so good, and I expressed myself in the in the wrong way, but they made me. I mean, they made me. I mean, I was just talking about this uh, yesterday with some friends because uh, one of them asked me. Uh, he, uh, my my friend Russell was like, "Do you go? Uh, do you go anywhere where you don't have?" at least one person coming to you and asking you for a picture. I'm like, no, no. Like there's not one single day for me not having at least one person coming and asking me for a picture. And in Mexico, in my hometown, Jesus Christ, they made me, they made me Frank Sinatra down there. I, it's, it's like, it doesn't matter that I haven't been in, in, uh, in, um, in American television for so many years or, or being in a major company for major for 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 some years, uh, in Mexico we don't have too many uh, successful stories or or successful athletes. I know in America, in Europe, you guys have like hundreds, thousands, but in Mexico we have five, six, and um, thank God I was one of those five, six. So, <clears throat> and I also did a lot of stuff for for my country, you know, to 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 help my country, to help the people from my country. So um, and I love you, everybody down there in Mexico. Uh, I know we're living difficult times, but it will get better. <clears throat> so WWE made me. And, um, and I, I, I've been able to, to give a fantastic life to my family, thanks to all the things that I accomplished over there. And everybody knows this because I've been expressing it um, uh, like pretty much every week. I have a dream after... Winning everything, money in the bank, Royal Rumble, blah blah blah. I have uh, one last dream, to put it that way, in the business, and it's not being WWE champion again. It's not being uh, Intercontinental champion because that's the only championship that I didn't get, I didn't earn in WWE. <clears throat> but that's not my dream. My dream is uh, one day to be in the Hall of Fame. That uh, I remember inducting my my uncle Mil Mascaras into the Hall of Fame. And I just remember that day, the, 
the scenario, the, the audience. It was like being in the Oscars, you know, but for us, for the sport we love. And, you know, since that day I've been dreaming with that, I think I have done enough in the business. Oh, definitely. Uh, to earn that position. <clears throat> but I also, me, being a third-generation wrestler and and breeding, eating, wrestling since since I remember, I know how it is. <clears throat> I know this, those those clouds, they have to disappear and they have to see that, that there's no more depression, that, that I'm just the, the, the same person that knocked on the door many years back asking for an opportunity to one day be a, a WWE star. <laughs> but also, you know, I've been seeing uh, what um, AEW has been doing. It's fantastic, you know. I, uh, <clears throat> I consider Jericho a friend. I think he considers me a friend too. And uh, most of the wrestlers working for AEW, they're my friends and uh, we have shared the locker room the ring and, you know, I, I, I think it's just a matter of time for me to one day uh, perform in one of those major companies. In the meantime, I'm completely happy doing what I'm doing, promoting shows and and um, going and wrestling in the indie circuit. Uh, <clears throat> I had a show in Chicago where, where we told a fantastic story between the rivalry between Puerto Ricans and Mexicans, and there it was a packed arena, like Puerto Ricans going crazy, Mexicans going crazy, and it was so good against Savio Vega that we, I had, we had to grab the microphone and tell the fans, "Hey, hey, hey, stop, <laughs> motherfuckers! We, <laughs> it's pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> they were about to, they were about to fight between." Uh, between uh, between each other, like Mexicans against Puerto Ricans, and we oh, have to. Oh, that's crazy! We have to tell them. We have to tell them. Hey, relax. <laughs> We're just performing. <laughs> We're not gonna kill each other. Um, defending the flag. Uh, we're just wrestling, but you know what? That's one of the, you know, after the show, you go to the locker room or you go to your hotel and then you go with a big smile in your face because you know, you did a fantastic job when you get reactions like that. <clears throat> Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, uh, speaking of, uh, <clears throat> big reactions, uh, one of my favorite moments from your career is, uh, your, uh, comeback at head in a cell against Cena. Um, for, for, for the US title. I was watching that with, uh, with my nephew, Jake. And uh, like, he was really young. He was about 10 at the time or so. And he was, you know, a diehard John Cena. So yeah, I've seen yeah. his, his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> his reaction when you beat, beat Cena was absolutely priceless. I, lo I just love memories like that. And uh, it was a hell of a match as well. Uh, talk about um, working with Cena, what your relationship was like and uh, and that match in, in particular. Um, any... any uh, particular memories uh, of that? Uh, John Cena, uh, uh, first of all, thank you, John. Thank you. Um, thank you. I, I learned so much from you. <clears throat> Seriously. Because, and I know a lot of people, they're going to be mad at me after I say this. Uh, you know, in Mexico, they they always say that, that Mexican Lucha Libre is the best wrestling or the best lucha libre in the planet but I, uh, I i don't i have to disagree you know um yes you can get 
stole from Mexican Lucha Libre and bring it into the into the wrestling style, American or European wrestling style. Yes, it works. It makes you different. But but to really wrestle, to really really wrestle, and I always say this to people: flying, doing topes and planchas—that's not wrestling. Seriously, like mm. I hate when um, <clears throat> when some people say, "Oh, WWE is just a show." They don't they don't wrestle. They just talk. Well, they yeah, talking is not part of wrest. Is not sorry. It is part of wrestling. Promos are part of wrestling, but talking has nothing to do with wrestling techniques. So does flying across the ring. <laughs> I mean, that's just spectacular, and we we love seeing luchadors flying and stuff. But that's not pure wrestling. Um, and you know, I I have been saying this for years and I'm going to continue saying it for more years to come. Um, the, John Cena doesn't get the credit that he deserves from the fans. Yeah. He is a, like, he is a, a, a serious, a great wrestler, um, a wrestler, a real wrestler. He, you don't even talk to him. Like you don't, you don't talk to him before the matches. You don't like, you just go there and he knows he was the one teaching me. When people come, I, I never said this in, in public but, or, for, or, or to the fans, but they always ask me um, why I'm so good um, building the matches and, and like, like being the architect to, to put those matches together on, or how to take that, the fans in that roller coasters of ro roller coaster of emotions. Hmm. Uh, as of course, for many people, uh, many many people, many wrestlers that helped me um, on the way. Uh, but John Cena was the one. Like it wasn't until I became a better wrestler the day I wrestled John Cena. And we, when we started that first feud, um, at the end of it, I was a better wrestler just just because I worked with John Cena. He made me understand. He was the one making me understand that it doesn't matter that that match that you had in San Antonio last night made him go crazy. You cannot use the same match in Houston because Houston people might not like it. Yeah. And the same rule applies for the people in Dallas. So you have to be ready. You have to go out there and listen to what they want. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I remember going down to Mexico after my um, my my first time in WWE, and some of now they do because now a lot of Mexican luchadores are working here in the states. But back then, when I was telling them, "Well, let's just wait and see what the fans want. Why do you want to come and uh, like put a rosary of uh, of 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 a match and and." Planning this, planning that, plan, like that's not wrestling. It doesn't work that way. Uh, what are you gonna do if all of that, that stuff that you planned for for two hours doesn't work, and you don't get a good reaction? You're not gonna know. You you, you will not know what to do. And some like I remember those days. Uh, some of them were like, "Why? Why is he being so difficult?" I wasn't being difficult. I was just. I, I came to America. I went to WWE to get my master's degree in wrestling. 
I, I, I you know, uh, that, that's the way. That's, I remember uh, Ray Mysterio saying that, you know, I went to college in Mexico, but I got my master's and my, my, uh, my PhD and everything in WWE. That's that's the way it works, you know. They they make you a they make you a performer and working a real performer, a real wrestler. And when when you work with people like John Cena, you learn a lot. So uh, it was amazing. And um, and I, that's another story and another thing that I always tell Mexican luchadors because sometimes it's a little bit difficult to work with the Mexican luchadors. They don't want to do the co-main event. They always want to be in the main event. Regardless if if they're hot at the moment or not, uh, mm. don't understand that it doesn't matter where you go and where you go in the card. You need to understand that this is what is hot right now for the fans. So that's gonna be the main event. And you being in the co-main event doesn't mean that we don't appreciate your career or we don't pay you. We're not paying you the respect you deserve. And also they. They think they're UFC fighters. They don't want to lose ever. Like, they, <laughs> like they, they think they're Superman and they don't want to lose ever. So it's so complicated to, to, to sometimes, not with all of the luchadors, but sometimes. And I remember going back that day for <clears throat> me being in the, in the, because you know, I was hidden. They had me in a tour bus just waiting. They didn't want to, uh, they didn't want to have other wrestlers or people. Uh, letting know the fans that Alberto was um, was going back to WWE that day, and so I was there, and uh, I was you know uh, picturing the match in my head and thinking about putting another classic against John Cena, and it was at the Staples Center in LA again, um, and then it was uh, like it was amazing. I was waiting for John, never came, and then and then. Uh, they're like, okay, time to shine. And the reaction from the crowd, it was like amazing. And in the moment I defeated John Cena, nobody could have, they, nobody could believe what they were seeing. Because I defeated John Cena in like four or six minutes, you know? And yeah. he, he gave me that. I know this. It wasn't uh, the company, of course, I didn't want to. You know, because it's John Cena. If you're going to defeat John Cena... <laughs> we're working, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not working. I'm just talking. Uh, my friend is working. Um, I know, <laughs> no, I know. Um, um, no, that's nothing. My, I, I was doing a, a fantastic promo against uh, Rush. The other day, you know, I was like, oh, my God, this in my mind. I was like, this problem is going fantastic. And I kept talking. And then and then suddenly my mom flushed the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mom, no. Uh, uh, anyway, um, oh, brilliant. It, was, it, was, it was John Lina giving me that, you know, because, uh, of course, if you're going to defeat John Cena, it's, you went toe-to-toe, uh, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. But no, he... Because that was my comeback after that freaking incident against that social media uh, uh, worker saying, you know, 
not not good things about 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 my community and uh, me being fired, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No need to talk about it because it's in the past, here and here. Mm. And I know it's in the past for for them because we ended up doing business again. But um, but John C. I I know he didn't say it, but I know because the match was programmed to be for twenty five minutes. That's what it was written, twenty five minutes, and then we started, and then John was like. Right here, um, right here. Um, thank you for coming back, champ. And I was like, "Fuck, really?" Okay, okay. So he gave me that. Like, uh, I think, I think. I'm not uh, saying that that's what he was thinking, but I think he knew what I went through when I got fired and uh, and all of the stuff. And he, I pre I'm pretty sure he wanted to give me something. Uh, to say thank you for your effort, thank you for those matches, thank you for, for 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 your hard work, and you know defeating John Cena in four six minutes. I think it was four or six minutes. Uh, and I I always share this story with the Mexican luchadors when they're being difficult. I'm like, come on, man, like, why, why are you being so freaking difficult? And you want me to hit you with a with a chair, with a baseball bat, and with a freaking fucking bazooka to to get the victory over you when John Cena I defeated John Cena in fucking four minutes and and it was and, and, and it was his decision because he understands we understand that this is just business like um but yeah it was fantastic you know it was fantastic working with someone like him and learning from from a wrestler like him like Rey Mysterio uh, uh, Kane, CM Punk, uh, Show, Randy, it, all those amazing performers in the in the WWE. Oh, I'm forgetting about it because we, we, you and I talked about this. Dolph Ziggler, uh, hey Dolph, what's up, man? Uh, thank you for those. Like, oh, Jesus, one of my favorite uh, rivals. Oh, my God, that guy is so fucking good, man. Like, so fucking good. Uh, and I have to say it again. So fucking good, man. Um, I, yeah, you I can... even had a great match with him over here. We, we talked about that last, that last time. Like I saw you in Dublin in 2014, and he, yeah. he had an absolutely awesome match. Like he was stiff and snug, and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was a really really good match. Like he always always delivered whenever you you were paired always. together. He always, no, and he, you know he, we deliver. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We wrestle, we deliver because we we love the pro wrestling business. But this is, and, and this is this is real. Like uh, Dolph and I, I don't think we liked each other when 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 we started or when I started in the main roster. Wow. Uh, there was no beef, there was no nothing. But you know, we never talked. We never even like shook hands or anything. We'll be like, "Hey, what's up, man? What's up?" and uh, I think I think he didn't like me, and I didn't like him. You know, uh, it was one of those where, for no particular reason, yeah. maybe uh, just a competitive thing or something like that. Probably, maybe. probably. Yeah. I I I will say that for Dolph was like, oh shit, this freaking guy is coming and getting absolutely everything in one year. <laughs> and I've been busting my 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 trasero, my my ass for for so many years, and I don't get that opportunity. And uh, and me probably thinking, oh, this guy thinks he 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 deserves everything, and he's just angry because because he's not getting it. Um, 
I think that was was going uh, through our heads. Uh, but you know, we never had any any nothing, any beef or altercation or anything in the locker room. It was just one of those things mm. where he would think he would be on the left, I would be on the right, and we will try to to avoid each other um, till the day they put us in the ring together. It was just one of those things where they, I think the company was like, okay, just throw this match out there. Because they didn't plan it. They didn't know what we were capable of in our chemistry because we didn't, like, we didn't, not even us knew that we would, that we would have that chemistry. And because we did, I, 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 I have to say it like this. I'm not sure if we, if he liked me or not. And same, same, same it was the same for me. But when, when we saw the match in the card, I don't remember if it was for SmackDown or for Raw. I, I was like, okay, this guy. And I just, you know, I, I walked away. I went to catering, didn't talk to him. He went to catering, didn't talk to me. And I said, yeah, fuck it, whatever. We, okay, I don't even remember who won that match. I, I, would, I would say me, but I don't know. Um, and then we just wrestle. And it was supposed to be just a one-segment match for, for eight minutes. But they were fucking nuts right away. Like after the first two minutes and we did our stuff because he's a fantastic wrestler. I'm a fantastic wrestler. And, and I mean, and, and I, I, I know some people is going to be, oh, well, we're, you're not humble. You're saying you're a fan. I am. I fucking work for these uh, fools. I work for these. When you, were, when you were little kids and you were playing with your Ataris and stuff, I was in the freaking gym like wrestling and, 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 and traveling the world at the age of nine, uh, being in Cuba, competing for, for the national team and in and, uh, and, and, uh, Iraq and places like that. So why not? You know, I, I, I bust my ass to, to be Alberto Del Rio. So why not? I'm a, why not saying it? I'm a fantastic wrestler. He's a fantastic wrestler. So the magic was just flowing and it was all over there. And then from the, like, it was supposed to be just one segment match and they go, they end up cutting other matches and giving us another segment. Um, um, Scotty, I think Scotty was a referee. If I, if I remember well, Scotty or John, one of the, one of, one, one of them. And I just remember them. Hey, uh, we're going to break. They want you guys to do another segment. Oh, and right there, right there. Like, uh, like we, for the company and for us, uh, we we created magic that night, and then we went back to Gorilla, and every we got a standing ovation from everybody, including Vince. And wow, and right there, right there, I earned after that match, I earned his respect, and he earned my respect, and we became friends since then. And and after that night, we were wrestling all over the world. <laughs> Yeah, you did an awesome run together. And uh, another guy you mentioned there a while ago, actually, like you, you won the, the world title from him as well, is uh, Big Show. And uh, like he's back with uh, with AEW now as well, doing the commentary. And it looks like he's uh, <clears throat> going to be wrestling again soon. But talk about your memories of, of working with Big Show. And uh, do you have any uh, funny behind-the-scenes stories uh, of him? Like nearly everybody has something good. Like I love the one where he falls down the airplane stairs. Have you uh, any uh, anything uh, like that with uh, Big Shaw and what he was like to work with then as well? No, he's uh, he 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 was always good to me. A fantastic guy, and you know, I uh, 
I just remember uh, this one in Egypt. We were doing some vignettes in Egypt and some pictures for this uh, really famous magazine for uh, in Egypt for Egyptians and and uh, it was with the the beautiful pyramid pyramids on the back and uh, and they like they put a chair for him a chair for me and uh, it, but I had a golden chair but a tiny a tiny gold chair and you know Big Show had this uh, gigantic chair of course for, for a giant right but on camera and in the pictures when I started seeing uh, how how everything was looking in the camera I was like like I looked so tiny next to to show and uh, with the pyramids on the back and I was like this is not fair I don't like it I don't like it I, lo I look like you're like like I'm your concubine or something like <laughs> like you're a pharaoh and I'm I'm just your <laughs> one of your wives I hate this chair I don't want this chair and, uh, and uh, you know the production they they kind of struggle a little bit but I, it looked horrible I have a picture I have a picture of that uh, in my game room I'll I'll find it and I'll I'll post it today and you'll see the difference of, of size between Big Show and I. Like he's just massive, and um, but he's he's like a, like a little kid. He's one of the nicest men on earth. Like treating everybody with respect and being helping other people. You know, like <clears throat> sometimes um, you know we have that in the business where if you come from this nationality, you don't get along with some other people or they don't treat you the same way but big show was always you know helping us uh le letting me ride in his in it with him in his in his tour bus from uh, sometimes you know um a great guy we, we 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 he i think he's still in miami and uh but you know when i used to live in miami we would hang out and you know, uh, of course, we had only one day off in WWE, but we would we would hang out um, outside our uh, WWE life. Fantastic guy! I'm happy to see that he's in AEW and that he's doing something different. And, and uh, he was needing—I'm pretty sure he was needing that something fresh. Mm. I remember our conversations in in the locker room. How sometimes you know the company was not giving him. Uh, the respect he deserves, yeah. or the the the, pro, the, pre, the appreciation that that a guy, a, a, a legend like him, deserves. But you know, again, that's the way the business is. There's not nothing. There's nothing personal. It's just business. Exactly. And uh, moving on to your uh, your TNA run, uh, talk about kind of. Um, the, the run overall, like uh, uh, how did you feel about it, and uh, your memories of working with Bobby Lashley because you, you uh, won the TNA World Title uh, from him as well. Talk about working with Lashley, what you think of his rise in WWE and uh, your run in uh, Impact. <clears throat> well, um, working for for TNA more 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 than TNA, working for Jeff Jarrett was fantastic. Uh, uh, for uh, he was he was always good to me. Like, like Scott, Scott, Jeff, they were always 
uh, they were always good to me. Like uh, they knew what I was bringing to the table. They were letting me work. They were happy with my work and everything. They put up that, um, they wrote, they created that amazing story of, uh, of me going to TNA or Impact Wrestling and, and get involving my dad, my brother, and those MMA fighters and stuff and uh, working with, a, with an athlete, a beast, because he's a beast. He's a, yeah. like a, 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 like, he's a real athlete and, and, and a, good, a fantastic performer. Like Bobby Lashley, we just created magic, and we. I remember the whole, the whole story, the whole storyline leading uh, to Alberto becoming champion, unified champion uh, for Impact and TNA. It was great that moment of me presenting those titles uh, on my knees, presenting those titles to to my dad. Um, uh, I'm sorry, your sis. My dad has been. You know he's getting old, and, and uh, sometimes okay, I, man. Um, yeah, he's he's okay. Don't 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 be worried, fans. But you know he was a little bit sick, and we thought he was freaking COVID, fucking COVID. Leave us alone. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, thank God, thank God he wasn't COVID. It was something else. But uh, yeah, um, thank God. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Um, so that moment with me <clears throat> presenting those titles to my father. And uh, I when I saw my dad uh, with his mask and and tears in his eyes and crying and and um, that's the beauty that's the beauty of pro wrestling uh, that um, yes it's uh, predetermined but but we do when you have uh, pr great performers like Bobby Lashley like myself you make people believe you know. You make yeah. people believe. We believe. We, our job is to make them believe because we believe. There's no wrestling is not fake. It's not fake. It's predetermined. We know who's gonna win and who's gonna lose, but it's real. We the the effort, the hard work that we put in 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 our careers in the match in the arena. It's real. It's a real competition right there. We get hurt. When we get those chair shots, church shots, or or body slam, our body suffers, and we take the two. And so there's nothing fake in wrestling. I, the other day I saw a picture of a girl wearing a t-shirt. Wrestling, wrestling is not fake. People, people, they're fake. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I love you. I want to buy that t-shirt. <laughs> I, I need to get a t-shirt like that. Wrestling is not fucking fake. People, they're fake. <laughs> uh, um, we make people believe, and that day uh, uh, we made that uh, that beautiful old man, Dos Caras, believe that his son was becoming the unified champion, and he had tears in his eyes, and uh, it was a fantastic moment for us. Uh, I'm really happy to see that that Bobby Lashley is where he deserves to, you know. Uh, Nobody knows why in the past he didn't get the recognition that he deserved uh, in that company or other companies. But I'm happy to see that he's getting it right now. He is the, the he is a champion. He looks like a champion and he wrestled like a champion. So he deserves that position. And 
And I'm also happy to see MVP, another great friend in the business, you know, because uh, I know, I know he was uh, not struggling, but you know, he um, like the business uh, wasn't that good for him after he left. He was at the beginning, but then, then it wasn't so good for him when he left WWE and when he left New Japan and we were always, you know, helping each other. Uh, he was getting bookings for me. I was getting bookings for him. Uh, <clears throat> we had those uh, those amazing matches in Mexico for my company, Nación Lucha Libre. We had that amazing match uh, with Carlito and him that that was the... that It was one of the most talked moments in te Mexican television because he was the first time for Alberto Del Rio losing in Mexico, in Mexico City. Uh, oh, I mean, outside WWE, you know, I lost yeah. against John Cena when we did the TV tapings in Mexico City, but outside WWE, nobody ever defeated me in Mexico City wow. and the capital of the, the Mexican Lucha Libre. And that day, I lost the match against uh, against um, MVP and Carlito, and it, th there was just silence in the arena when it happened. So I stole this. I stole. I have to say this. I stole the story from Impact, from from um, from Scott and and Jeff, involving my dad, involving a real making a real moment, putting that real moment in television. The struggle of a father, a defeated son on the floor. I kind of <clears throat> brought my uh, um, thinking about what I felt and uh, the, the, how depressed I got after I divorced and uh, I, after I got divorced. And, uh, and I brought that into real life and remembering what Jeff and Scott did for me in, uh, in Impact or TNA. So I lost. And then after losing, I'm down. And uh, my try, my brother is trying to pick me up to make me uh, go back to my feet. And me just down. And and my dad coming, coming from from the back, <clears throat> and and just picking me up and like grabbing me by the face. Bring your bring your head up. Uh, don't don't stay like that. You could hear my dad in uh, in the microphone, right? Uh, <clears throat> don't don't stay like that. Like, like, keep your head up. Uh, be proud of who you are. Be proud of who who we are. And uh, after that huge silence in the arena for like two minutes, they just started clapping. Like they just like everybody got up from their seats and stand started giving us a an standing ovation and. The fans, seriously, thank you, thank you to all the fans for all the love. Uh, just saying, hey, yeah, no problem, no problem, Alberto. You will get them. You will get them in the future. You will make them pay. That's that's the beauty of wrestling. We make people believe that what we do it's completely real. And for for us, for 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 the ones in love with the business, it is it is real. Hmm? Definitely, definitely, man. And 
Just a couple of uh, uh, quick fire questions, uh, but, uh, but before I leave you go, uh, talk about uh, who your favorite uh, person was to work with through your career. And, uh, my favorite wrestler to work with, Jesus yeah. Christ, it's impossible for me to pick. <laughs> uh, and 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 I'm saying this not because I want to be friends with everybody and have everybody loving me. No, it's it's so difficult because. Each moment had something special. When I started uh, defeating Rey Mysterio the night of my debut, and that night I went from just being a luchador, uh, a known luchador from Mexico and in Mexico to be a, a known wrestler all over the world. And uh, those matches were fantastic. Then again, with then uh, my matches with, uh, with Edge and Christian and, and Punk and it's hard. Um, uh, I already talked about John Cena. What I can tell you is that that I learned I, I learned the most for, for when it comes to American wrestler American wrestling from John Cena. But uh, but all of all, all of the wrestlers that I had the privilege of wrestling were fantastic. Bobby Lashley, MVP. And even the other wrestlers, the wrestlers that were not main eventers, main eventers for WWE, but they were fantastic. Uh, Brian Cage, when we were in FCW, that was my first match in FCW against Brian Cage, who used to be, what was his name in uh, Logan? Logan? Logan was his name in FCW. And, and that was my first match um, over there in Tampa. Um, uh, um, uh, Sack Ryder, Cardona. Uh, we had amazing matches all over the world too. Well, another wrestler that didn't get the recognition that he he deserves yeah. when he was in WWE. I'm happy that he's getting it now. Um, it, it's hard for me to say who 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 was my favorite wrestler to wrestle. Um, I just want to say thank to all of them for letting me be in the ring with them. Uh, who's your favorite person to travel with? Uh, well, at the beginning was uh, was Ricardo. <laughs> then, then when he started with his freaking conspiracy theories, oh my god, oh my god, and he's still, still this day talking about conspiracy theories. I no, Ricardo, the Earth Earth is not flat. Stop <laughs> that bullshit. Stop that crap, Ricardo. <laughs> uh, no, aliens are not coming and getting us in um, in two years from now. Uh, oh my God! Um, it was Ricardo, and then um, and then you know um, uh, I haven't talked to him in for in many years, but he's one of my best friends in life, the business. Drew McIntyre, Jesus Christ! Oh, another amazing wrestler. Fuck, I'm like. He's finally getting what he deserves. Like he, like yeah. you know, and, and but you know, this is why WWE is so freaking amazing. And I know the hardcore fans and some people they they love like like talking about stuff like they like they were experts and and criticizing everything, but they don't really know. We we and I'm I'm a third generation wrestler. We don't really know. Like when I when Drew was there in his first run. I couldn't understand. Uh, I couldn't understand and why they were not pushing him, why they were not helping him. And and I remember um, like one of the 
the executives telling me this. Um, this comes from Vince. It's because it's not his time. He looks like a kid. He looks like a pre just just a pretty boy. He doesn't look like a man. And to be that WWE champion, to be the to have the privilege, the privilege of being the face of the company, you have to look like a man. You have to look like a badass, like a like a killer, like someone that can that if you mess with him, he's gonna put you in your place. And when he came back years later, not still being a good-looking man, but but not not looking pretty, but you know, looking like a man, yeah, like with a better physique, and you know, wrestling skills has always been there. Are the same, same, same intensity, uh, same aggression, um, but looking like a man, like someone that will bust your trasero if you mess with them. And they and they made him champion. And when when that happened, I was like, "Fuck, yes, it's a, it's it's real." I didn't understand that when he was when he got fired and stuff. But they know what they do. They have the recipe. Like we need to, and I'm not just saying the fans. We we everybody we need to understand that. Hey, they know how to cook the chicken. They have been cooking the chicken for so many years and that's why they make billions and billions of dollars every year because they have the formula. Why they would change it if it's working, if it has been working. Yes, of course, they need to adapt and change certain stuff that the new fans want, but, but the formula will always be the same. The basic formula will always be the same. So, uh, so Drew, Drew, I had so many, I have so many stories with Drew on the road. Some, some of the stories I can share them. <laughs> some others I have to put them in the black book and maybe, <laughs> maybe when my kids are married and, and they have kids and, and, uh, maybe I will, I will, uh, share those stories with you guys, uh, but. Always having a great time with Drew McIntyre. Hey, uh, compadre, I know we haven't talked in quite some time and you don't even need an explanation of why you didn't call me. I know you were about to be WWE champion and you needed to to protect that. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, so for the fans, people, they don't understand how how complicated this business is sometimes and in that the, the business doesn't stop just after the show it, it goes beyond that uh that's why it's for some people it's so easy to say oh this one needs a push this one deserves a push why they're not pushing this uh there's reasons there's a lot yeah. of reasons why some some of us get the ball and some others don't yes there's Specific cases where, where yeah, there there's been other situations, but but the ninety nine percent of the time, the ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the time, uh, when you get the ball, it's because because they know you can carry it. So, and it's as simple as that. Uh, you can you can like it or not, but that's the way the business is and will always be. 
definitely. And you carried the ball uh, amazingly while you were there. And uh, it's been absolutely awesome uh, talking to you today. Uh, any um, uh, any message you want to leave the fans with uh, at the end of this? And uh, plug uh, what you have uh, coming up with uh, Robles uh, Patron promotions coming up. <clears throat> yes, uh, no, I just want to say again, thank you to all the fans uh, for, for all the love, all the love and for for understanding and supporting. And uh, again, for the haters, thank you. Thank you for being, being a-holes and, 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 and making, making my, my, uh, my, making my, my pride, my pride come to light again and, and do what I do right now and, and, and wanting to continue growing and wanting to continue showing uh, uh, wanting to to continue showing you that nothing will stop me. Um, thank you, thank you to all, to all of you, haters and fans, and um, and with Robles and Patron Promotions, where we're gonna continue doing what we did in McAllen. Um, they're already asking when we go back to McAllen, and uh, we already have the other venue, the competition of Pain Arena approaching to us and. And getting getting uh, getting a show from us this time we're not gonna be we're gonna be promoting it but we we this is a a solved show they came and they buy the show and we don't have to to be worried about advertising and this and that all we have to do is bring the wrestlers and um, um, put the shows the show for the fans and we're gonna get paid so. Uh, which is fantastic because we don't risk our money. <laughs> and uh, we have Vegas next week. Vegas next week, amigos, on Friday, uh, the day before SummerSlam. We're going to be there with the Mexican luchadors and Carlito and Sin Cara, um, uh, Dr. Wagner, my brother, myself. We're all going to be there uh, trying to open another venue, another another show for wrestlers, for fans. And we, we're planning on running uh, Vegas once a month Come and support the show. Come and support us. I'll be there Friday. I know I'm going to see a lot of friends that day and a lot of fans. And uh, and then after that one, we have Mexico City. Uh, we're going to have uh, Pepsi Center in Mexico City. It's been a little bit difficult in Mexico because we sell tickets and then they go back to red light and, and people get scared. And then three days after, they go back to green light. And it's been, it's been a hassle. Um, trying to do a show in Mexico City, but it is what it is. It's COVID times, and and we're just um, letting people know every single day that the, the 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 show is still going. We're doing Mexico City. All the performers has uh, have been confirmed, and uh, we're gonna put an amazing show now. Now, now it looks it looks like Rush El Toro Blanco. Uh, or the or the the the, the, the cow la vaca uh, more than the, more than a bull is a, is, is a cow. Um, he's coming. That's that's what he has been saying in social media. He's he's letting me know and La Parca know that he's coming and he wants to fight. And brother, if you want to fight, brother, you know we're Mexicans, uh, Irish people and Mexican people. We love to fight, brother. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> like. If, if, if what you're trying to do is uh, to start a fight and want to fight, come to Pepsi Center. We'll be waiting for you. 
Awesome, brother. I uh, can't wait to see how everything goes. And uh, thanks so much for, for your time today, man. It's been absolutely awesome talking to you again. And uh, just best of luck with, with everything going forward, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Take care. And uh, uh, everybody out there, I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you down the road. Thank you for tuning into Pro Wrestling Defined on YouTube. Please like the video if you enjoyed it and subscribe to the YouTube channel to keep up with all future content. And please follow Pro Wrestling Defined on Twitter, Instagram and like us on Facebook.